Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome on back. Here we are, Mike Strategies. Uh, all of the strategies from the Mike Ferry organization designed to increase your production and your profitability. Tony Smith here, excited to present uh, every different strategy we can get our eyes on around uh, for the Mike Ferry organization. Today, I want to talk about something a, a little different, a little interesting. Yes, you know we promote prospecting. Yes, you know we promote using scripts and skills and dialogues, um, canned presentations. I hope you understand that about the Mike Ferry organization. We want you to really get to know what a direct sales business is. This isn't retail. People don't come into your office like and, and buy things. You don't have... Uh, products on the shelves that they can come in and buy. You're in the direct sales business. And our job is to teach you exactly what to say and how to say it and to show you exactly what to do that this is a simple direct sales process. So we want to spend a little time in that. The the more we spend time in it, uh, the stronger we get. First, you have to ask yourself, do you have a strong direct sales background? Most of the real estate industry does not. I didn't. Uh, I came from a construction background, right? Most of the world does not have a strong direct sales background. And so being thrown into a direct sales business when you have no direct sales background, and then you add that to most of the uh, brokerages and there isn't really great direct sales training, there's no wonder why we have a lot of people that don't, don't produce that much in terms of volume or production in their business. Direct sales with no training and, and you know no pressure forward on it. So we look at a few of these little things today. There's no particular order with this stuff, but you have to understand that the Mike Ferry scripts, all the scripts and dialogues, I hope you've downloaded them off the internet. Go to mikeferry.com, go to resources, go to scripts. All that stuff is there for you for free. Download it. But if you're in direct sales, we recommend that you learn scripts and, and dialogues. We have a, a strategy that says you need to learn to role play effectively. If you want to ever get your skills enhanced, you need to turn in an effective amount of really sound, solid, aggressive practice and role play, right? And here's some simple rules. We recommend that when you're role playing, you get role play partners. So find two or three or four people, your broker, your spouse, other real estate agents. Find a good series of role play partners. How many active role play partners do you have right now? You want to get the different variances, the different tonalities, the different personality styles. The more people you role play with, the more it's like real life. You're not going to call people or prospect people on the, on the phone or at the door and they all be just like you. You need to get role playing partners set up and have multiples. How many do you have now? We recommend that you stand up while role playing. Okay, this is a contact sport, the physical. There is so much physicality required to be good, a good prospector, a good lead generator. It requires head nods and hand gestures and movement. Your head needs to be up. You need to be vocal, right? We recommend when you role play, you've got to train yourself to smile more. We ask you to put a mirror right in front of your prospecting area. Do you have a mirror right there? That way you can look at yourself and see, are you smiling enough? Hey, that energy needs to come through. 
uh, it's not uncommon for someone to put a headset on and everything get all serious and they put their head down and they lean down and uh, their body language gets crumpled up and their voice gets cut down and there's no smile on their face. It dramatically decreases the results and your income. Okay, we recommend that you fight to have high energy and enthusiasm the whole time that you're, you're prospecting. Whether you're at the doors or on the phone, you've got to maintain a high level of energy and enthusiasm. You've heard this from me before. If you had to choose and you could only choose one and you had to choose between high energy and enthusiasm and a perfect delivery of a script, you should choose energy and enthusiasm. Now, ideally, we want you to get both of them mastered. But energy enthusiasm will win a lot, even if your scripts aren't quite there yet. But boy, if you have uh, poor scripts and low energy and enthusiasm, you're going to drive yourself crazy with a lack of good results. Okay? Um, you have to get your arms up and your hands in what we call ready position. Hands up. This is, we want you to use your hands and gestures in this. It helps you deliver the dialogue so it's effective. And then maintain absolute positivity. When you role play, yes, you want it to be real and you want to make it as lifelike as possible, real scenarios, which means the sellers, you know, not that they're not going to jump up and down that you called and, oh, thank you for calling. It's not that, right? Um, you want it to be real, but you want the end results to be positive every time when you role play. You're teaching yourself that you can win. And then we want you to really, really work hard to follow the script verbatim. Every time you get off script, I believe you're moving away from money. Every, the longer you stay on script, the closer you are to money. So we ask you to role play the scripts and dialogues verbatim. Don't change them. They work, okay? And so in role play, we want you to understand what it means to internalize the scripts. I don't want to sound like a robot. Nobody does. I don't want to sound like I'm using a script. Nobody does. But if you spend a lot of time with the script and dialogue and you internalize it, then it sounds so natural and so normal, it doesn't sound like a script and it doesn't sound robotic. One thing I know, I, I have a hard time defining what internalization means, but I definitely can define what memorization means. And I'm pretty sure that the only way you'll ever internalize a script, truly involve it and, and bring it into your own, is if you can at least get to the memorization stage. So if you want to learn scripts and dialogues, you should really work to memorize them, right? You think about what's the fastest way to memorize? You take the first sentences of the script, right? Hi, my name is Tony Smith with the Mike Ferry Organization. And then you say that five times in a row. Hi, my name is Tony Smith with the Mike Ferry Organization. Hi, my name is Tony Smith with the Mike Ferry Organization. Hi, my... And you do it five times in a row, just like you had to memorize anything else you had to memorize, okay? Then you practice, you repeat it five times again with a big smile on your face and head nods. Now it's good. Hi, my name is Tony Smith with the Mike Ferry Organization. You see where it goes? And then you take the second line and you work your way right down. Next thing you know, you're rolling all the way through the script. Mike will tell you that your presentation is the most important part of the sales process. When your presentation is strong, it strengthens your mindset, the close is easier, it reduces the objections you get, and it's there. You have to start accepting that when you're prospecting on the phone or you're door knocking, there is a presentation that goes on. The strength of that presentation, the smile, the head nods, the body language, the, you know, the delivery of the script 
is so important. I'm going to say it again. Energy and enthusiasm is a major part of a great presentation. There's so many agents that we see that finally decide to do it. They put their back in it. They finally set up their schedule. They're going to prospect every day. They start prospecting with low energy and enthusiasm, and they don't get the results they should. I'm going to say these things again. If you want to be good, you have to be able to smile when you do it. Do you know how well a smile can be heard through the phone? Can you smile? Can you nod your head? Can you deliver a line? Stand up. Use your body. Volume. Many people start prospecting and they cut their volume down really low where you can barely hear it. Most of the volume is cut out through the phone lines. You know how it is. In fact, it's been proven you lose about 30% of the volume comes through the phone lines. You're going to have to present these uh, questions and these scripts a little louder than maybe you would normally talk so the volume gets through so it can be communicated and heard on the other end. Like you're not going to get results if they don't quite hear you or understand you. They're just going to say no more, right? Here's some of the nuances. If you want to get really good, you have to learn to control your rate of speech, right? Recognize the fact that if you talk really fast, I'm a, I talk pretty fast, okay? When I'm prospecting, I have to be very aware of my rate of speech. If you talk really fast and the person on the other end of the phone talks pretty slow, they're going to feel uncomfortable in that. They're going to think you're trying to pull the wool over their eyes or pull one over on them, right? And then think about the reverse. If they talk pretty fast and you talk really slow, they're going to question if all the, all the screws are tightened down in your brain, okay? It's just called normal behavior. So you want to really work to match their rate of speech. I've always had this one thought in mind. If you can match their hello... And if you can match those first few parts of the communication, then it seems so much no more normal to them, okay? So, hi, hi, hello, hello, how are you, right? If you can match that rate of speech, then you start to really communicate with whoever's on the other end of the line. I, I made a little note. If you want to become a master, you have to learn how to repeat and approve the questions you ask. Repeat and approval. It's such a magical part of being able to get all the way through a dialogue. If you don't repeat and approve, it often comes across like you don't care or you're not listening, right? Think about our basic script. When do you plan on moving? And the client says, never, okay? If you don't repeat and approve that, they think that there's some dead space there. It just doesn't work. We teach you to say, when do you plan on moving? They say, I'm never moving. Wow, you're never moving. Interesting. How long have you lived at this address? We've been here 10 years. Oh, good for you. You've been there 10 years already. Excellent. Where did you move from? Well, we moved from Southern California. Oh, great. You moved from Southern California. Good for you. How did you happen to pick this area? Well, we moved here because our parents were here. You moved here to be next to the parents? That is excellent, right? You see the path? You need to learn to repeat and approve. When you repeat and approve, it gets you to communicate, right? Um, we also talk about a little nuance of a downswing. Being a great communicator is understanding, delivering, and authority. And many people, um, they get a misconception that having high energy and enthusiasm means that you need to upswing at the end of all your questions. Well, upswing causes doubt right? Um, could you imagine if the police officer came up to your car and asked you to roll down the window and, and they said, ma'am, have you been speeding? 
<laughs> it sounds like there's a big doubt there, right? Uh, we, a police officer come up and says, uh, ma'am, you've been, you were speeding. And it has authority. So if we deliver authority, we need to learn to put downswings on our questions. When do you plan on moving? It's not, when do you plan on moving, right? It gives you the authority. If you ever want to create doubt, you put an upswing. You're planning on interviewing more than one agent for the job of selling your home? It causes doubt. So that's a nuance, right? Um, we, most of the time, you need to put downswings at the end of the questions you ask if you want to get really good. Listen, this stuff will change the results that you're getting. And I'm assuming that you want better results if you're going to put in the hard work of prospecting, right? You have to really work on and decide that you're going to memorize and internalize our scripts. It's the best way for it to happen for you. I know it's tedious. I know it takes a lot of work, right? Um, I know that it's um, not what you maybe thought you had to sign up to do to memorize scripts. But this is a direct sales business that you've chosen, like it or not. And a proven script is so much better than winging it all the time, okay? Um, the Mike Ferry, Mike Ferry has always been clear about this. When it comes to prospecting, the close, closing, is just simply a natural ending to a great presentation. So if we have energy, we have a big smile on our face, we're nodding our heads, we're using downswings, we're sticking to the script, we're very optimistic and positive going through, um, we match their rate of speech, we do these things, then when you say, um, when would be the best time for us to meet? I have a time Monday at 2 o'clock or would uh, Wednesday at 4 o'clock be better? That becomes a natural ending. If you don't do those things, it becomes uh, really uncomfortable for you to ask for the appointment. Okay, You know, the close is such a natural part of the process, but at the same time, we know that most people you need to ask two or three or four or five times for an appointment before they'll give it to you. So can, do you have the ability to ask, hey, with the market conditions the way they are and prices have been on a rise for, what, nine straight years, um, wouldn't it make sense if you wanted top dollar for us to meet now versus wait for later? You've got to have many approaches to how you can go ahead and ask for the appointment. Okay. If you're afraid to ask for the order, all it means is that your presentation wasn't strong enough for you to ask. Okay, 80% of the sales happen after the fifth close. 80%. That means if somebody says no to you once and you don't ask again, you're losing 80% of the potential appointments you could set. That's a lot. Okay. If you know what to say, you memorize and internalize it, you practice and role play it a lot, then you're able to start closing more than once. Okay. Now, what we also need to get past the understanding is there are objections, there are conditions, and there are reflex no's. Okay. An objection is simply a question in the mind of the seller before they will let you meet or before they'll sign a contract. That's all it is. If you are prospecting on the phone and you ask for an appointment and they give you an objection, do you have a good solid objection handler for it? Go to MikeFerry.com. We have all the objection handlers for telephone scripts right there. You can learn how to handle it. Okay. I already have a friend in the business. I can appreciate that and almost everyone does. So let me ask you, do you absolutely have to sell this home or are you just looking to do your friend a favor? Why don't we set an appointment so I can show you the, the techniques I use to get home sold and then you can make a choice whether it's between your friend or me. 
either way, all we need to do is set an appointment. Would it be better today at two o'clock or would tomorrow at four work better for you? Okay. And then there are conditions. Conditions are physical things that we can do nothing about. I cannot sell my home until my kids graduate from high school. We can't do anything about that. So if we know the difference, maybe a lot of the people that we talk to that aren't setting appointments with us simply have a condition. It's something physical. They can't meet with you because of. Well, you have to decide how long you're going to follow up on that lead if it has a condition. If it's an objection, we should be able to handle it, close multiple times, and get the appointment. And then there's the reflex no. Okay, there's the auto response. We as people have been trained. Salesperson, say no, stranger danger, right? Somebody I don't know calling me on the phone. We have been trained to say no. We always give this very similar example, which many of you who are in coaching know the example, okay? You walk into a department store. You're planning on buying a new outfit. You walk in, a beautifully dressed salesperson comes up to you and says, can I help you, sir? And what do you say? No, I'm just looking. And then you proceed to the rack and you go find the outfit you want and then you go and buy it. It's no different over the phone. When do you plan on moving? Never. They didn't even consider. Their job was to say no. If you stop there and take that for what it's worth, if you think that's what they mean, you're going to find very few appointments when you prospect. It's called a reflex no. They weren't even conscious when they said never. Oh, so you're staying there forever. Interesting. How long have you lived at the dress? You simply ask the next question. I cannot tell you how many times great prospectors, myself personally, have had somebody say never, and then you get down to the spot that says, if you were to move, where would you go next? Well, we'd move to Denver. Okay, good for you, Denver. And when would that be? Oh, in the next couple of months. Okay, it's called a reflex no. You've got to learn to push through that. And we recommend that you simply learn to just ask the next question, right? Okay. You have to recognize the number of objections you receive is in direct proportion to the strength and the quality of the presentation, the work that you did up to that point. If you're soft, if the presentation doesn't have energy, if you don't have internalized scripts, if you're not repeating and improving, you will get a lot more objections. If you're polished and you've practiced and rehearsed and you do all these things, the objections go down. Hey, here's a little tip. The objections never change. Simply learn the answers. Okay? You're going to get the same objections the rest of this year that they got in 1975. The idea is if you know the answers and if you're getting better and better at being able to handle it. You've heard me say this before, right? That many times you are simply one objection handled from getting paid. You handle the objection, they set the appointment, you do a good job on the presentation, you get the listing, you get paid. You don't handle the objection, you don't set the appointment, there's no paycheck there. And so many times it's one objection. The challenge is you don't know which objection they're going to give you, do you? It could be any one of them. I have a friend, I want to wait a while, right? Um, it, it could be any of those number of objections that we always get. So you have to be prepared for them all. I'd ask you to write down what are the two or three strongest or biggest or most common objections you receive that you need to master the handler for. Get clear on what they are and let's go to work, right? There's time for that, okay? So you've heard, Mike, if you've been following us at all, there's a little mantra that we've had so far this year. 
the mantra is, there is a lot of business out there. Keep going, right? We want to have you keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. Have some fun with these thoughts, little nuances on becoming a better prospector in a direct sales business. Um, Grade yourself on this stuff, critique yourself, and uh, I hope it helps you move forward to get more appointments in less time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.